All right, uh, Dr. Kira Kelly joins me for the Right Hook Health Checkup. Dr. Kelly, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, George. I wish I was actually joining you, but uh, I'm still here in, in uh, Dublin, unfortunately. Yes, of course, I'm here in Boston, which where some of the greatest medics uh, reside. All the best Irish ones apparently come to Boston. <laughs> um, listen, I want to talk knickers on the programme. Hardly surprising, knowing you as I do. Well, the late, I want to ask your opinion. The latest evidence, supported by Irish doctors, by the way, is that women should not wear knickers in bed because the uh, appropriate area that is covered by their knickers gets overly warm and they are in danger of getting various infections and yeast-like reactions, correct or not? Um, <laughs> in theory, yes, it is correct. But some people may like to wear knickers at the same time, George. Um, you know, all the while now, experts. I'm not talking about George knicker experts. I'm talking about they, no health experts are <laughs> saying this is absolutely right. And, and and scientifically, I'm sure there is some some merit in that. But having said that, uh, as I say, some people might quite like to wear their, their keep their knickers on. <laughs> Well, also, men should not wear tight underwear in bed either, for much the same reason. Yes, yes, you may, you right, may, okay. you may be correct. All right, now I've got you into a certain mood where you're answering questions by saying yes or no instead of your usually convoluted answers. So, uh, I need uh, a few quick answers here now. Okay. Uh, a message for Kira. A mature lady does aqua aerobics twice a week, plus Pilates, no problem. Question. If I feel my knees with my hands when I move them, I can feel them crunch. No pain. Can I prevent this getting worse? No, you can't. Not really. Um, that's called crepitus. And, and a lot of us, if we put our hand on, you know, kind of put our hand and cup our, our uh, kneecap and we bend our knee in and out, we will feel the same thing. It is a sign that there is some arthritic change in your knee. But you know what? Everybody has arthritic change in their knee with age. And this lady has, has identified herself as a mature lady. It sounds to me like she's doing great. She's doing aquaerobics. She's doing her Pilates and what have you. Um, I would say keep up the good work and don't worry about it at all. Absolutely. I mean, I'd just uh, recommend, uh, uh, just then to add a decade uh, the rosary that she's yeah. not in any pains. Fantastic. Yeah, well, that's good too. Now, that is good. Now, right. Now, what's this about acid reflux? There appears to be a crisis. One one fella is 34, stopped smoking in January, going to gym every day, eating healthy, but very bad indigestion and acid reflux. Then another one. I have chronic acid reflux, had breath tests, cameras down the throat. Uh, I've, I've been on Zomal for years. Can anything be done? What's this about acid reflux? Well, acid reflux is where the content of your stomach which are, which are obviously acid based um, and they're quite strong acid as well in your stomach because it helps you digest your food they backwash up into your esophagus George which is your food pipe that connects sort of your mouth with, with your stomach um, and it can be very painful and it can burn and it can sting now, I have some concerns with the first guy's inquiry because he says 34 uh, ex-smoker well, only barely an ex-smoker overweight going to the gym and he's also talking about getting chest pain I, I'm getting indigestion and chest pain 
until proven otherwise, chest pain needs to be checked out and, and a cardiac cause excluded because he wouldn't be the first person to think he has indigestion and he actually has something going on with his heart. And I know you hate when I catastrophize, but it's important that people are sensible. So this guy should go and have some tests done to make sure that it is indigestion. If you are someone who's... But wait, hold on now. When I had acid reflux in Chicago... I knew you were going to go you, this road. Well, it's true, though. What I had was acid reflux, but you had it, you know... In, you in, can I just point out that you have you have convinced yourself that this happened. You now think you did actually ring me. You didn't ring me. You now actually think I did give you advice in the middle of the night in Chicago. We never spoke. You have you have you have mythologized this in your own head. This guy <laughs> needs to have his chest sorted out, and we see. But for the other guy and for people with acid reflux in general, it is a real nuisance. And a couple of things you can do. You can first of all lose a bit of weight because if you have a big tummy it puts back pressure on your stomach to, to sort of reflux into your chest. So that's the first thing. Keep your weight down. Second, but what about the other person who's taken Zomal? Well, they're they're taking a, a generic a generic PPI which what that is is, is it's an antacid. Um, weight loss is important. What you eat is important. Certain foods are irritants for people who have um, acid types of reflux. So so eat a low acid diet. So don't be living on onions and garlic and chilies and peppers and pineapples and grapefruits. Sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who is living on a diet of peppers <laughs> and onions and garlic? Sometimes people I mean, are, George, on. and they think that they're being healthy. All right, sure. Yeah, so so a low acid food and also don't drink large volumes of liquid when you're eating because that makes the food more likely to sloosh back up into your chest. And you may benefit from, from an alginate, which is which is a substance like one of the brands that's been very commonly used is Gaviscon, which is an antacid, yes, but it forms a sort of a raft-like uh, foam that sits on top of the contents of your stomach after you ingest it and it helps right. prevent the sloosing back up into 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 the uh, into right. the esophagus but anyway the first guy I mean, though needs his heart checked too whether you like it or all right. not alright but I must say it's not very pleasant this acid reflux I was terrified in the middle of the night in Chicago when I got it it wasn't pleasant no this is a difficult question I have a lot of sympathy for Terence, his partner and himself are expecting first child next week. Now, uh, the mother-to-be wants to breastfeed. She can only do it for the first number of months, but then she's going to bottle feed with formula. What the questioner wants to know is the transition. Is it easy on the child going from breast to bottle? This is a hard question to answer, not because it's a difficult thing to do, but because there's so many variables at play here. And and Terence is is being very good and a new dad to be and all that. And he's trying to get organised so that he can now sort out what's going to happen in four or five months time. That's not possible, Terence, because we've no idea what's going to happen between now and then. Because you're going to have a baby and your wife, who we do hope will breastfeed because it's the best thing possible, may have difficulties breastfeeding from the get-go and may not breastfeed at all. Or your wife may decide that she absolutely loves breastfeeding and she's going to defer her, her maternity leave and make it longer and all sorts of things. So so there's an awful lot of variables at play and, and what people think they're going to do in planning around a new baby is often not okay. what happens. Can you... Can you I Answer mean, I the don't question. Know what, 
No, no, I don't know what mother's um, um, work situation is, but a lot of women do mix breastfeeding and working. If, if like, if the cr- the, the company offers a crash or the yeah, crash is yeah. nearby, or you kind of do it in the morning and then you zip I, back at lunch. Can I point and, out that know? women in the workplace, and lots of people don't know this, are entitled to breastfeeding breaks. Now, it's very impractical to actually yeah. breastfeed your baby, but you're entitled for time to express milk if you need to. Um, what this I would suggest this woman does is she breastfeeds for as long as possible and when she's approaching a week or two before she needs to go to work she needs to introduce a bottle she may want to put expressed breast milk into it or if she feels that's not a runner right. to start on formula it's not very complicated and in the main it works quite easily and the transition okay. is not that difficult and there's no magic formula or set way to do it you need to find the way that suits you in terms of your time in terms of what your baby responds to and in terms of what you're comfortable with Um. This uh, person, because I don't know, uh, male or female, a lot of darting pain in both wrists, had it for a couple of years, seems to be getting worse. Uh, Dare I suggest arthritis? I think you're probably absolutely right. And the small joints of your hand and your wrist, and bear in mind you have 11 bones in your wrist, so so there's lots of small joints there, are very vulnerable to to, um, arthritis because... Think of how much we use our hands. We use our hands almost more than any other bit of our body. And arthritis is just fancy medical jargonese for for wear and tear, realistically. So very likely there is a bit of arthritis there. I would suggest a set of bloods and an x-ray to have a look at how bad these things are. There are things that can be done for this as well, because it's always important, never mind finding out what's wrong. It's always important to find out what you can do to improve it. Um, So there are lots of things that can be done to improve this situation. But I'd start off to, you know, establish that it is actually arthritis. And then I would always err on the side of not going near surgery and not going near kind of radical interventions and trying to manage this. Doctors. Doctors. Trying to manage this with mobilisation, with paracetamol, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. All right. Now, the next few questions just require yes or no, right? Okay. Well, you know, I I hate that. Yeah. Degenerative hip disease at 34, Simon says. Now he has serious hip pain. Surgery required, question mark? Eventually, yes, I would imagine if he's if he's got the situation. No, no, no. Yes or no? Yes, but possibly not immediately. And I'll tell you why. You want to defer this for as long as is humanly possible because you will only get... 15 to 20 years out of a hip replacement have it at 34 you need another one mid 50s you need another one mid 70s you may need yeah. a third one so, so but I'm in that's America where no I'm in America where they have hip joint replacements every couple of weeks and they run marathons on them and do everything the Americans are much less conservative than Irish doctors on the issue of, of joint replacement I don't necessarily think that's true but you're going to not listen to me on that one but what I would say to you is this is irrespective you're not going to get forever out of a single joint replacement true, so having one true. too young is a problem yeah but that's the excuse that Irish doctors give all the time you're too young and then you have years and years of pain while they're telling you you're too young and the Americans say you're right you're in pain we'll give you a new joint and you won't be in pain I think that's a much better way but I wanted you to answer yes and of course you went off on a complete segue <laughs> Uh, right. I thought you had me on for my segues. I thought that's why I was here. Another another yes or no. Remember, it's the Right Hook Health Checkup. You send your medical queries uh, to Dr. Kira Kelly, although normally I I answer them. Yes, um, it's true. To 53106. Okay, yes or no answer, please. Can you ask Kira 
should I get an X-ray or MRI on my knee? Sharp pain on the inside of my knee if I kneel on it. I would say MRI. Can I tell you briefly why for people listening? If the pain in your knee and you have knee pain is, if I say point to me exactly where it is, and as a rule of thumb, if you point to the front middle of your knee, you probably have arthritis. If you point to either side, you possibly have cartilage damage and an MRI is more suitable for that. So I would say MRI in this instance. Broad strokes, well, but roughly I, speaking true. Yeah, I it, it costs, I think, about 80 quid, doesn't it? To have no, no, no more, about 250, generally speaking. But if you have health insurance, most policies cover it for free. Or you can uh, set it off against tax. Uh, I think you probably can, George, if you are to run up enough of a yeah. health bill in any one year. All right. So the only thing is that if if you have pain like in joints, an X-ray, stroke, MRI is always the way to go. Yeah, I think this guy is asking us: Should he go X-ray? Should he go MRI? Without MRIs, look at bones, and without a history of injury. Um, the, the likelihood is his bones are probably fine. An MRI will show us more what's going on in terms okay. of his, his cartilage, his ligaments and all that kind of stuff. And with right. pain on the inside of his knee, my guess is cartilage or ligament. All right. This guy's 50. He's fit. He runs, swims, cycles. But now his heart suddenly starts beating too fast and he can't catch my breath. His breath doesn't happen all the time, but it's becoming more regular. Answer, please, uh, on the back of a £5 note. I would suggest he needs to have a checkup. I'm, I'm very happy that he is doing all this lovely, healthy activity and it's good for him and we're very supportive of that. Having said that, he's a 50-year-old man and heart disease does exist and also cardiac arrhythmias or, or heart irregular rhythms uh, exist as well. It's not impossible that he has something going on. It may not be that he has anything going on, but he needs to go and get a check. He needs to have chest x-rays, ECGs and bloods. And he may need a thing called a Holter monitor, which is an ECG that you wear for 24 hours that yeah. monitors your, 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 the regularity of your heartbeat. All right. Isn't it also true when you think uh, uh, how many people actually have AFib or irregular yes. heartbeat and don't know well, exactly it. is what I was staggeringly thinking. high? Yeah, it, yeah. You know, and fairly quickly, a cardiologist could tell him A or nay. Isn't that so? A- absolutely. And we had that this year, George, on Operation Transformation. One of our leaders got on a, a treadmill to do a fitness test for us. And we picked up that he had AFib and he had no idea. And it was literally just that he happened to be on the programme getting a checkup. The man didn't know he had it. So so there are people out there walking around with cardiac irregularities, you know, heart rhythm problems, and, and they don't know about it. And it's important to find out because those things are a risk for stroke and they can be managed very effectively. That's the, that's the key take home message. This can be managed. We just need to know what's going on. OK, a lot of people think you're a saint, uh for putting up I, 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 I am one of those people I believe I am a saint Since when do we have 11 bones in our wrist answers We have loads of them loads of bones in our wrists millions of them not millions 11 but lots Yeah and I like the listener who says quality of life is important my husband had a replacement at 35 he couldn't do anything with the kids now we can yeah. fantastic no, I accept that entirely and as we move forward and surgery becomes better and becomes more uh, easily performed and all that kind of stuff that'll be the way to go very likely but do bear in mind have it young you are looking at repeated hip replacements
I drink a bottle of Lucozade and Coke a day, listener says. Can it lead to high blood pressure? I have no idea, Doc, but I can tell you this much. Why would you want to drink all that sugar? You're absolutely right, George. Um, can it lead? Yeah, it can. I mean, you're, you're drinking too much volume, too much sugar, carbonated water. It's None of that is good for you. And, and what's the point of it? And also, in terms of dead calories just from sugar, there's no nutritional value there whatsoever. You're literally just taking in something between the two of those, probably about 30 35 spoonfuls of sugar. That's Orange. madness. Stop all that. Okay. I have another yes or no question for you. Okay. You hate me talking. 46-year-old 46, 46 female. Mm-hmm. Knees are sore every time I start running. As in, I'm hobbling down the stairs. I took a break for six months, did foam rolling exercises as recommended by the physio. Went out three weeks ago and I was back to square one. Question, are my running days over? Well, yes I, or no answer, please. Will I let you take this one? <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> well, exactly. I think because I knew what you were going to say. Yeah, look, do you know what? Running isn't for everybody. I like to run, but it's not for everybody. And some people, their hips and their knees yeah. are affected by it. And it, and that's a function of age and sometimes a function of weight. If you're, if you're a little bit overweight, running yeah. is much harder on your joints. Do you know what? Find another form of exercise that suits you. Cycling, swimming, dancing, yeah. hopping from foot well, to foot. Well, there's 13,000 lunatics over here in Boston running 26 miles, 385 yards on hot concrete surfaces and they've probably run a thousand miles in training they're just building up problems for themselves they're building up less problems than if they sat on the couch all day though so you know fair play to them go Boston no I think the couch couch is is very very under overrated (laughs) underrated I know you think that I don't agree with you all right, there was a very important question. Oh, yeah. What about a seven-year-old daughter who has developed tics? Very bad neck and arm jerking. What's that? I don't understand. Explain. Okay. Uh, uh, my guess is, is is that what we're saying here is is that this child is developing a condition called Tourette's syndrome. Um, and, and I don't know if you've heard of Tourette's syndrome, George. It's, it's, it's one where people sometimes... They shout things out uncontrollably as well, so they might they might say hey hey, and they might you know their arm might shoot out, or they have facial tics. Oh or yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, you know. I thought Tourette syndrome was saying dirty words in every uh, sentence. No? no, no, it's not. And and I hope the poor listener. What's understand. that called? Well, that, that can called? be Tourette's syndrome as well. See, there you are. Now. But it's you not. Give out to me. It's not exclusively that people say rude words. They 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 just have an uncontrollable. Um, uh, inability to stop themselves from saying things sometimes and sometimes those are rude words but they don't they're not always rude words and they also have facial tics it's a neurological condition and okay. i would suggest that what they actually need is they need some specialist intervention here this this is a kid I who would needs think so, yeah. pediatric yeah. neurologist and get some proper advice about what can and can't be done and there or are pediatric neurologists and they yeah pediatric neurologists i the, know a pediatric neurologist do you Maybe maybe you'd hook up our, our listener, George. Um, but I yeah, think I should. I th- I, he's up in the children's hospital in in uh, in Crumlin, and I'm pretty certain. I, I can't advertise him, of course, but I think he was a pretty smart wing forward in his day, and I think he's a pediatric neurologist. I would imagine I if he if he is a pediatric neurologist, and he was a pretty smart guy in his day. But but I think we need some specialist input here, and and there's there's, yep. there's different approaches. There's, there's a medical approach to this, and then there's also behavior behavioural approaches to this too um, and, and management will be part of the issue here and it's not the end of the world and Tourette's is far more common than people realise right. 
Okay, um, this 63-year-old has type 2 diabetes and hemochromatosis, all pretty well under control, no medications. Couple of, He's worried about having a couple of pints of Guinness at the weekend. Surely a couple of pints of Guinness at the weekend won't kill him. It sort of depends, here's the thing, on the volume I of the Guinness. I believe it. The volume of Guinness. A couple of pints, Now you see, said. but you see, George, George. We're Irish, so a couple of pints can be a euphemism for drinking a skin full of booze and falling down drunk, or a couple of pints can be two pints. I don't know which it is. The difficulty with Guinness is this. is One, it's, okay, the problem with diabetes and the problem with hemochromatosis is diabetes is, is an inability to process sugar, and hemochromatosis is, is a buildup of iron in the system that's detrimental for your liver, okay? So, that's, that's, so we've got a liver problem, an iron problem, and a sugar problem, okay? What Guinness is, is iron sugar and alcohol so basically it has an effect on your sugar your liver and your iron stores oh, so it, it targets almost exactly this man's problem provided it you is you just don't want people to have any fun provided, provided, like provided it's two pints on a Sunday night and that's it I have no difficulty with it if it goes beyond that he's going to make himself sick right. which is what he's asking us I'm Be careful, listener. This. Listener 48 feels a lump and a cough in my lower abdomen. It's sometimes excruciating. Um, uh, it's like a cramp when I do physical work. What's um, that? My guess is they have a hernia. If you get a lump when you cough, the chances are you have a hernia. And if it's excruciatingly painful, then you have a symptomatic hernia and that probably needs to be repaired. Now, a, her- a hernia repair is not that difficult. It's a very straightforward procedure. They just put a little, so, so they put like a puncture repair kit on your inside. They basically put a mesh along your, the inside of your abdominal yeah, wall. Yeah, but they open up your stomach and they put the mesh in and all they sorts do, of stuff. They do, but they do it very much through through keyhole nowadays right. most of the time. And, it's, and and these guys are great at what they do. All right, um, this keyhole thing is overrated. Well, nonetheless, yeah. I, I would suggest a symptomatic hernia needs to be repaired. Right. Now, this fella, ongoing agony. Oh, no, it's not a fella, it's a woman, 38, in lower back and down the legs, getting out of bed like I did when pregnant. Nothing showed, had blood tests. This almost certainly is is uh, back pain caused by spinal damage and compressed vertebrae and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? Well, this is somebody who's having um, severe, uh, and agony is how they describe it, in their lower back and going down the legs. And interesting that this is a person who's had a pregnancy, so that can damage your lower back yeah. as well. Um, uh, what this person needs is if the MRI is showing nothing that warrants going to see a surgeon or a neurosurgeon or an orthopaedic yeah. surgeon or whatever, then you need to work at a few things. You need to work at your core strength. You need to get some physiotherapy. Sit-ups in the morning. Well, yeah. sit-ups are bad for your back, George. So not sit-ups, but your core can be can be toned up another way. So yeah. things like Pilates and yoga are very good for the core. They probably also yeah. need physiotherapy. And here's the big one that no one ever wants to hear is your weight is fundamental to avoiding low yeah. back pain. If you have well, a big uh, tummy, look, I, a big yeah. tummy will cause back pain absolutely 100%. All right. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. All right. More yes or no answers okay. every week. You're always trying to talk me, right stop me talking. Health checkup with Dr. Kieran Kelly. George. Ton of questions we haven't got to, but we will next uh, week.